0: The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.
1: Two thirty five on the six thirty Chad afternoon news will a new report by the Conference Board of Canada suggesting more than half of Canadian businesses are concerned or very concerned about the upcoming. While well, it is now legal, of uh, legalization of cannabis.
0: That's right. October 17th is the day. And the report says employers are worried about workplace safety, impairment, intoxication, and increased use of cannabis in the workplace. To find out how employers will be preparing, we're joined by uh, Kristen Ilani, a lawyer at Field Law. Welcome to the show.
2: Thanks so much for
0: having me. Well, it's our pleasure. So we got into this conversation (laughs) yesterday, and the topic became much bigger than Mm -hmm. I initially thought. Uh, Let me ask you this before we get into general questions about how employers are going to react to this. Uh, We don't get tested for alcohol right now here at 630. Chad, I mean, aren't there a lot of companies that don't test for substances? And if so, why would they suddenly be in a panic about testing for this substance? You're,
2: You're correct. I mean, most companies can't legally test (laughs) randomly their employees in any event Um, there has to be a basis for doing so. so there has to be some reason either reasonable suspicion or maybe there's been an incident you can't just start randomly testing people
1: Kristen, what are you hearing from uh, from clients? I know that you've been putting on some workshops, that sort of thing. What are you hearing from from companies, from uh, bosses about, uh, well, now October 17th, and about the legalization of cannabis?
2: Uh, we're hearing a number of uh, mostly concerns, I would say, similar to what you've mentioned that you're sort of hearing and talking about, so concerns around uh, impairments. How, how that really can't be measured accurately yet when it comes yeah. to cannabis, concerns about what policies should be setting out and really how the companies or the employers should be dealing with this issue.
1: So will employers have the right to prohibit the use of marijuana during work hours?
2: Yes, employers will have the right to prohibit the use during work hours. There may be an exception Um, if someone has a medical authorization to use cannabis, um, but otherwise uh, they will be able to prohibit that
0: use. So uh, if I'm to understand this uh, correctly, because there's a lot of issues obviously involved with this, if I'm to understand this correctly, each employer is sort of being relied upon to come up with their own procedures or their own policies with regard to marijuana and and what's an acceptable level and how soon uh before work you can consume and all this kind of thing with the hopes being and first of all is that right and with the hopes being what that the law will be worked out through challenges to those rules
2: you're correct Uh, a large part of the burden of workplace safety and ensuring that people are fit for work that all falls on employers so they are the ones who are being asked to essentially deal with this through their policies, uh, making sure, however they can, that people are coming fit for work. I'm not sure if the idea is that it will be met through challenges. I think we may see changes come depending on what starts happening in the workplace. If we're starting to see a lot of incidents, then the government may be more willing to get involved in regulating that, but that remains to be seen
0: and how would they regulate it by industry i mean or by occupational health and safety i mean how because the problem that i think most employers are having a wrangling with is to put a number on what is intoxication or a, a reliable method to to prove intoxication through uh, marijuana uh, isn't that the struggle
2: you're correct the real struggle is around determining when someone is impaired as a result of having used cannabis because cannabis can remain in the system for you know a lengthy period of time. So a person could test positive, but not actually be impaired. And that really is where the major concern is stemming from for employers. As to how they've regulated the government, I'm not sure what businesses have a- been asking for, is for the ability to do some additional testing, so perhaps some random testing. Hmm.
1: What about, uh, you had talked about uh, medicinal marijuana. How, how will that be handled, do you think, in, in the workplace? Or how should it be handled in the workplace? Um, you know, there are people who use medicinal marijuana uh, uh, every day and, and, and function normally. And I guess I guess it goes back to the impairment thing. Is there, are there safety issues? Um, how, how, how would you suggest employers handle that?
2: Right, and the medicinal marijuana is something we've had around for a few years now, but not a lot of employers have had much interaction with it yet, I would say. Uh, We're seeing a little bit more as time goes on. It's going to be very case-specific, so employers are going to want to get a lot of information from that employee within the bounds of privacy and, you know, what's reasonable, but to understand, you know, the particulars of the employee's (coughs) use of cannabis medicinal
0: purposes do you know i i I don't know if you're in a position or care to uh predict but from listening to everything i've heard today and yesterday and in the conversations we've had with our listeners i see two major problems coming to the surface almost immediately one would be a wrongful dismissal um for the reasons you just mentioned somebody testing positive and swearing that that's from three days ago or whatever, and I can also see some employers, not all obviously, using it as an opportunity to increase random testing where they may or may not care that they're testing specifically for marijuana.
2: I, I certainly agree with you on the wrongful dismissal side of things. It could lead to some challenges if employees are terminated as a result of having tested positive for cannabis or marijuana use. So I think that's something we'll see. We may also see human rights uh, complaints that increase as a result of that if people are using for medicinal purposes, but perhaps hadn't yet disclosed that to their employer and then you know test positive. So I, I can certainly agree with you on that. On the random testing, the law in Canada at the moment is not entirely clear, I would say, but for the most part, a majority of employers won't be able to implement random testing legally without seeing challenges
0: to Hmm. that.
1: Hmm. So I'm guessing there's all sorts of companies across uh, this country right now um, that are looking at their drug and alcohol policies and how to update it and, yeah, how they should update it. And, again, as we know, there's still lots of questions, but I'm guessing that that is is what you're telling uh, companies right now, is that they need to take a serious look at that, get on it, and if they do have questions, they need to get them answered.
2: You're absolutely right. That is sort of the first step we're saying employers should be taking. They should be reviewing their drug and alcohol policies and updating them as necessary some employers don't have them in place yet, so it's really going to be important to have
0: those.
1: Mm. How do you not have a drug and alcohol policy in place? Wow,
0: <laughs> wow! You know, Kristen, I have to ask. I'm just curious. It comes up in conversation whenever we talk about legalized marijuana. What about social functions associated with the with the employer? Uh, a summer picnic, a golf tournament, Christmas a Christmas party? party. If it's legal, uh, uh, can that? I mean can we anticipate that people will be smoking marijuana and uh, I mean you're leaving a certain impression with your employer while not breaking the law I I can see that being a bit of a or 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 can employers say listen at this function there will be no marijuana but there will be alcohol
2: you're correct I think that the last part of what you said is certainly um, accurate employers will have the ability to say yes at this function we're going to have alcohol that's going to be permitted but marijuana is not going to be.
0: Hmm. And And an employer has that right?
2: Yes, an employer can do that for an employer-based function. So it's, it's essentially like an extension of the workplace almost for that purpose.
1: But they would still have to follow, you know, you, if there's it's no smoking venue, let's say. You can't mm-hmm. smoke inside. You can go outside, and as long as you're the 10 meters away or whatever meters away it is from a door see, that the that the right.
0: city puts in place. But what about that, though, then? So an employer says we're having a Christmas party. People are party. doing it already. Right, right. <laughs> but here's my question. So an employer says this is a company function, or it goes without saying it's a company function. It's our Christmas party. Yeah. Alcohol will be provided or available. Marijuana is not Um, is not permitted but it's legal so if i walk 10 yards or whatever the parameters are from the front door of the venue and smoke a joint can my employer fire me for not adhering to the rule for the christmas party
2: well it depends termination could be a bit of a an extreme punishment i would say in that circumstance if the employer says we expect that you will not be consuming marijuana at our party you choose to walk 10 meters away from the entrance to the building, you come back to the party and it's determined that you did that, the employer could have grounds to discipline termination i would say would would be pretty extreme and that's probably going to get the employer into some hot water
1: hmm. but especially if marrow if, if 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 it's legal then as far as i'm concerned as long as they're following the rules not smoking in the building or at the public sure. event by all the stuff but Kit, it all, all depends sort of on stuff. the
0: employer though right yeah. as to what they're willing to turn a blind eye to
1: oh right. man
2: it, it it's complicated and you know i mean there's also the possibility that as time goes on that will change and eventually employers won't take the same view of marijuana
0: let me ask you this it's a pretty broad and big question but you're probably the right person to field it (laughs) so a lot of people have said why is this so complicated for employers why don't they take the rules regarding alcohol and simply change the word to marijuana
2: So, I mean, that works to a certain extent, I think, um, because really marijuana is treated one of two ways. So it's sort of treated like alcohol, or if you're dealing with uh, medicinal marijuana, then it's going to be treated like a medication. So the complication, I would say, with marijuana at this point is we don't have that um, set level at which Uh we determine people are impaired. Whereas with alcohol, we've had sort of a measurement that was determined and put into place some time ago that says if you are over that, you are impaired. We don't have that same thing for marijuana, and that's where I think the complicating factor can come in.
0: That makes sense. Can an employer just uh, make a blanket rule, we will not permit or we do not employ individuals who consume marijuana?
2: The problem with a blanket rule like that, or essentially zero tolerance, is that it doesn't allow for accommodation of individuals who may have uh, medicinal authorization to use.
0: Well, with an asterisk aside from medicinal use.
2: Right. It could also then uh, potentially cause problems if there was an individual who had an addiction to cannabis. So they could put sort of a prohibition into place, but they can't control what people do in their off hours. They can say you can't have any uh, cannabis in your system when you come to work. Again, the complication <laughs> with that comes around the fact that someone could How have tested four days before, yeah. a week before. Well,
0: that and, you know, some tests have indicated that people have uh, tested positive for THC as a result of secondhand smoke. Mm-hmm.
2: That's true. There have been some studies that have shown that to be a, pos- a possibility. Hmm.
0: This seems like a bit of a uh, work in project. Or like a a Pandora's brand, box yeah, is what uh, it is. A work in uh, progress, <laughs> yeah. It's probably going to see some challenges along the way, wouldn't you think, to kind of shape the legislation?
2: I fully expect there's going to be a number of challenges as time goes on and You know, once October 17th hits and we actually have some of this going on in the workplace, I expect we're going to see a bump in in the challenges.
1: Well, good for the lawyers. I think you're going to be busy, Kristen. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) you. Kristen Alani from uh, Field Law joining us this afternoon. It was great to talk to you. Thank you so much for your insight. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Man, oh, man. Hmm.
0: A little more complicated uh, than I first thought.
1: Well, yeah, although... (laughs) A lot of the stuff that I'm reading is saying, yeah, there's going to be some complications, but it doesn't necessarily need to be as complicated as I think we're all thinking it's going I to agree. be. I agree.
0: I agree with that. Um, you but, and I, for example, would in no way be affected by this, right? No. As long as no. there's no reason to believe that we're impaired, it, there's no testing, not, there's no...
1: I'm not showing up to work drunk. Right. I'm not going to show up to work stoned. Because
0: you wouldn't do either of those no. things, right?
1: Um Now if I decided on the weekend to, I don't know, have a pot brownie or something, I don't even know (laughs) what that looks like, really, Um, and and it remains in your system, but I think it comes down to the impairment question, right? And it's that number Mm. that we keep talking about.
0: Here's an interesting text before we take a break. Great question. Andrew, as a smoker, will you go out to the designated smoking area with cannabis smokers, or do two separate smoking areas need to be set up—one for tobacco, one for cannabis? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. The smell of marijuana actually makes me feel ill, but mm-hmm. because I'm a smoker and I put up with so much, you mm-hmm. know, backlash to that, I would simply wait until they were done. Well,
1: you know, and I wouldn't about, demand my own area. What about all of the folks that don't smoke? Tobacco or pot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to be walking through either of your big smoke clouds when I leave the well, door. Well,
0: stay out of our little roped off area <laughs> how about by, you the go back by the
1: dumpster.
2: By the
0: dumpster.
1: Okay, it's two fifty one. Chris has been holding the line. He wants to talk to
3: us. Hey, Chris. Hi. How you doing? Good. Good. What's going on? Well. I've been a DJ. I've been a DJ for weddings and public events. Well, it seems like since birth, my dad was a DJ, and I sort of grew up next to the next to the speakers. <laughs> and so I got to see I don't know hundreds and hundreds of people on different substances through the years. And pot's definitely definitely uh, lower on the list as far as bad human behavior goes. Like on alcohol, I've seen a guy pull out his own hair because he couldn't hear moni moni. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've seen people fall off the stage. I've seen people try to pick up the bride. I've yeah. Seen, yeah. And this is all on booze. Um, oh. Anyone that comes up reeking like pot, looking for a song, is usually please, thank you, handshake, see you later, man. Like there's no, there's no bad behavior I've ever. I don't think I've ever experienced. But if you mix alcohol, cocaine, ecstasy, anything out there that is. Uh, especially alcohol being a legal product of course uh some of the worst human behavior i've ever witnessed in my entire life Uh, listen i
0: don't disagree with a single thing you're saying but i think the problem here lies more with uh not realizing that a worker is uh, impaired so yeah and you know another
3: standpoint I, i worked in the oil field for well for a long time the oil and gas industry and uh well, the trouble is the level of impairment. Uh, during, during my younger years, there was a lot of guys from all, all over the place and during the boom, uh, a lot of guys turned to drugs at the time. Um, and you know what, so, some of them were, were the best fabricators in the shop, unfortunately it doesn't make it right, it makes it hazardous. Uh, it has a lot of safety concerns, but one guy can smoke a joint the size of your thumb mm-hmm. and, and, and pretty well pass a driver's, driver's test and a math exam. And another guy smokes a pinner, and uh, he doesn't know where he is. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'm so learning new words here. Yeah,
0: I'm just I'm it <laughs> down as you go. Pinner, <laughs> pinner.
1: I get. I know what you're saying, Chris. Though, but uh, yeah, no, you're right. And there's some people who say, you know, they have, uh, you know, one, you know, one glass of wine, and and uh, they can't handle it. And other people can drink a bottle and seem to be fine too, right? So.
3: Yeah it's it's just really funny seeing seeing the demographic and the age uh, the opinions are pretty well consistent with the age demographic and on what the government was pushing you know the, the people that uh, grew up with baby boomers and reefer madness while well, they're dead set against it and people that were raised by the hippies um, you know it's not that big of a deal <laughs> well they've been sharing the it truth, with their parents for years I, now during this conversation I just I just keep thinking about the guy that pulled out, pulled out his own hair because he couldn't listen to Mooney Mooney
1: really Mooney Mooney you're pulling your hair out over Mooney Mooney come yeah, on
3: at, at, at 10.30 yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Chris thanks for the phone call
3: Okay, no problems, guys. Have a good one. Take it easy.
1: Thanks for all your texts at 630-630. Just a reminder, you can get a hold of us anytime at 496-0063. We are going to make a phone call next.
0: To Len Len Rhodes. Rhodes. I love talking to Len. Len's always great to talk to. I'm excited for the home opener tomorrow.
1: Yeah, night. there's a football game uh, tomorrow night. As you know, we're taking on the Cats tomorrow. The um, countdown right. to kickoff brought to you by Dinette and Patio will begin right after the Oilers make their draft pick, They're and we'll picking, have full coverage of that. That's
0: right. They're picking 10th, 6.30, CHET NHL coverage. It'll be powered by Fast Track yep. Indoor Karting. It's adrenaline pumping. It's safe. It's fun. Fast Track Indoor Karting. Edmonton.ca.
1: All righty. Well We'll take a break here for the 3 o'clock news. Len Rhodes on the other side.
0: The 630 Ched Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630
1: Ched.